The South Congress podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's the South Congress podcast, episode 107. My name is Cameron. Normally, you would hear a second voice there. Um, You know it's been about a month, um, and we've been doing a different format. Let's see, what have we covered so far? Um, I had the young man, Chris, on talking about the scene in New York, like how people are, how people are moving out there, um, how things are different, what it's like to do something as simple as go to the grocery store. Um, I had a fun conversation, one of my favorite kids on social media, um, had my man Ryan Acevedo on uh, from San Antonio talking about um, working in the restaurant business, like during a pandemic. Um, how much that changes, how you can work, if you can work, you know, what the plans are to make money, what things are looking like once we come out of all this. Um, you know, I had my girl Alex on, uh, Queen of the Ring, WrestleMania weekend, um, talking about the different projects she's working on, you know, what would have been WrestleMania weekend, um, and what we think is going to come out of wrestling after all this. Uh, then my man Bryce Robinson on to talk about how like, the world of athletics is affected. So, What's next? Let's talk about something that um, I'm going to know a lot about and my guest is going to know a lot about. Um, let's talk about how COVID-19 is affecting education. Who's my guest this week? I'm back, bitches! <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, he's back. Yes. Um, you know, we, we, got to a, we got to a situation where we can be in closer proximity um because some some living arrangements have changed mm-hmm. um so yeah we're gonna talk about um the world of education and um you know me you know working in college education him working in middle schools like it's really affected how we do our jobs um not just right now but going forward so we're gonna talk about um you know those things but before we get to that um, let's kind of stick to what we know. <laughs> let's just talk about what's been going on, man. Um, oh, yeah. So we kind of operate on, I don't know, the same time schedule as far as what our spring break was, right? So yep. this all happened, was it a week before spring break when they started to shut stuff down? Yeah, it was the, the week going into spring break. Um, that's when everything started happening. Like uh, you had um, the Houston Rodeo. South by Southwest got canceled. Those are um, those are two big things. I think South by Southwest happened first. Mm-hmm. And that's when we. That's when I think people started really taking it serious. Like, oh shit, you know, it was when uh, South by Southwest was out of here. They did the rodeo for a couple shows, and then they decided, nope, mm-hmm. we're canceling Houston Rodeo. Then the NBA, all that happened. So we saw each other. I think the last time we saw each other was the week before. Uh, the weekend before spring break, mm-hmm. um, we did a show then kind of wondering just what the world was going to look like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in a month. And it's been a little over that. So yeah. I know you've been the majority of the time you've been in San Antonio. Um, yeah. What have you seen? Tell me about the the sights and sounds of you being what we consider home over the last month. Oh man, it's literally a dead zone. Like, uh, because right now, um, I am, I'm staying at my mom's house, you know, just kind of taking care of her and whatnot. And so my main responsibility out there is right now, you know, is just taking care of stuff around the house. And, uh, 
I'm kind of like the gopher for her and my aunt uh, because, you know, they're really old and stuff. And so they need groceries or whatever. I'm the one that goes and get it and, you know, mm-hmm. drops to whatever. Uh, but it, it's a dead zone. It's like there's not many people out. Um, but at the same token, I am noticing that there's a lot more people that are walking around outside. Yeah. I've also noticed because <laughs> um, my mom's street that she lives on, there's a lot of kids, like middle and high school kids. Mm-hmm. And even elementary and their parents are putting their ass, little asses to work. Yeah. We, we, we saw a kid outside cutting grass, and apparently it was like two days after his birthday. Mm-hmm. Hey, happy birthday, <laughs> young man. And they got him out there mowing the lawn. Cut the goddamn yeah, lawn. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I have seen you know also more people outside. Like, the drive from where I live to, like, HEB mm-hmm. is like this long, uh, long road, like, through Round Rock. And so, and like you pass like a high school, and there's a bunch of residential areas, and they're just everybody exercises now. Yeah, everybody's, <laughs> everybody's, yeah, everybody's outside. Everybody's exercising, fever, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, man, they don't want to be in the house. They're and, out there moving. Yeah, and it's crazy because um, since then, mm-hmm. even when all that happened, uh, heading home that last time I was here, no traffic. Yeah, coming up here today, n- goddamn, yeah. thirty five is a ghost town. Mm-hmm. Like. Just no one really out there. Like it was smooth sailing all thirty five the whole time. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, but just yeah, in San Antonio. I mean, um, I've like I said, I've gone to the uh, grocery stores. I go to H E B only do the curbside pickup. Okay. But it's to the point now um, to where with curbside pickup, you can't even get out. Yeah. Like, and they'll send mm-hmm. you with a message like when you when you text the the little thing like oh I'm here. Mm-hmm. They'll say okay great you know person's coming out you know due to this we um we need you to remain inside your car. And basically, they load it in mm-hmm. and they close the door for you and all that stuff. So, I've been in the grocery store. Um, we were just there for what? For like two weeks, and this is just—I'm not going to say it's arrogance, but you never think it's going to happen to you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like no mask for like two weeks, and then week three, I'm like I should put on a bandana at least, right? Put something on, yeah. And then. Um, this last week, I finally like bought a face mask, like uh, I'm not gonna say like uh, renewable, but like a, a mask you don't have to throw away, like a non disposable one, right? Yeah. Um, of course it's like a skeleton face. I didn't think I'm robbing the joint. That's why I didn't wear my beanie that I've been wearing to cover up this hair. Um, <laughs> I was like, this is I can't wear both. Um, and then my my loving mother uh, sent me two packs of uh disposable masks. Oh, nice. So like, yeah. So it's uh. So it's great. Um, so I feel safe. I thought it was uh, one of like your milk queens that did it, but that's what you thought, huh? Yeah. Uh, initially, I've missed you, and I missed you. <laughs> Son of a bitch. No pause. Um, <laughs> but no, nah, um, nah, I didn't know who it was from. Mom was like, "Stupid, who do you think it came from?" <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Oh my bad, my bad." I, I just heard that in her voice right yeah, now. Yeah, stupid. Where do you think it came from? So yeah, so um, you know, taking more precautions. You know, we've reached like fifty thousand dead. Like in America, and it's just, you know, I, like the county I live in, it's like l- less than ten people have died, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even in the state, we're around like five, six hundred, and I'm certainly like one death is too many. I want to make sure I stress that. Yeah, exactly. But for as big as Texas is, people have actually been doing a really good job. Of- well, and the thing I was thinking about too, if you think about it, and the reason why New York has not been doing so well, think about Texas and New York. New York, everything's so close together. For sure. Texas is very spread out. Even like, if you're not from Texas, I don't know how much sense this is going to make. But so 
you know, Peter and I are from San Antonio, mm -hmm. and we both live in the Austin area now. The reason I say Austin area, even though like the majority of the things that we do like socially are in Austin, technically I live 15 miles north of Austin, and technically Peanut lives 15 minutes south of Austin. So mm -hmm. we're like rarely in Austin proper. A lot of people in Austin even don't live in what you call like the city. You know what I mean? Like that is very, very, very commercial now. Like even though there are like condos and stuff in those areas, um, for the most part, like people just kind of live outside. You know yeah, what I mean? And then the college kids, um, if they don't have, um, you know, an on-campus or an off-campus apartment, they're home right now. Oh, yeah, they're yeah, in another of, yeah. city. Yeah, and then when home. we talk about, like, San Antonio is not, like, we live in, lived in Leon Valley pretty much, right? Like, we didn't live, like, where, nobody in San Antonio lives where the Alamo is. Like, the thing that they show you whenever they show a San Antonio Spurs game, mm -hmm. that's not even near where the Spurs play anymore. Like, no. But nobody lives over there, right? Yeah. Um, when we talk about, like, Dallas and Houston, nobody you know lives in Dallas or in Houston. Like they live in a suburb around. They live yeah, in the outside of it, Arlington. Yeah. Hell, it's too yeah. expensive to live down there. I mean, For sure, it's all like even in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. um, hell, that they're taking down a lot of the East Side stuff. The goddamn mm -hmm. East Side of all places, and they're gentrifying the fuck out of it. And the people who do live in the cities, like like our man B Ray, who lives in the city, mm -hmm. has enough money to where he never has to leave his house. Oh yeah, <laughs> so that's the thing. Yeah. Like B Ray, yes. Yeah. So B -Ray that's a Scrooge McDuck yeah. somewhere. That's a big thing about about Texas not having as many um, confirmed cases as you would think with the state being so large, it's because nobody really lives in the city. And people who do live in the city can do everything they need to from the comfort of their home. So so there yeah. are reasons that, mm -hmm. that Texas, being as big as it is, isn't dealing with the pandemic the same way like a New York is. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and you know, if, like in San Antonio, the ones that are getting it, you're doing the late night creeping, man. That's the only way to say it because, I mean, you have to travel to late night creep. I remember having to go like, just, just guys, just to give you an idea how big San Antonio is, it, you know, obviously it's not like Houston or Dallas, but just to give an idea, mm -hmm. literally, and I, I know you can back me up on this claim. <laughs> I'm not going to back you up on this. Okay, no, I, okay, <laughs> okay, you're not going to say it, but I know yeah. mentally you can back me up. Okay. For the most part, your average travel time to a late night creep is about a 20, 30 minute drive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let, let's be real. I mean, yeah. If we're if we're talking, I feel like we can talk here. This is a safe yeah. space. Yeah, ex absolutely. If you never drove to the hood to get some, then what you, you were really, getting, what you were getting, wasn't good. Like exactly, that's you yeah. Gotta, yeah. If you don't, if you weren't risking, if there's no danger involved, you're not if really. If you weren't risking it. getting mugged or getting shot, yeah, man. You weren't getting good. I don't. Good. I don't bring up like. I like to respect other people's wives mm -hmm. sincerely, but there was, there was a time before everybody's wife was somebody's wife mm -hmm. and yo, making that drive from, from the North side over there to, uh, our lady of the lake <laughs> <laughs> drive, oh, driving, boy. Boy, driving through the hood to, to, to go be in the, um, those Wave um, little joker. Yeah. Those concrete ball dorms. Yep. <laughs> That's a different, <laughs> different move, baby. <laughs> Woo. That's true. Yeah, man. That's how you got to get to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so actually sticking on that for a second before we get to like the serious stuff. Yeah. Everybody's horny right now. Oh yeah. To outrageous levels. I'm shooting my shots. <laughs> Let's. Okay. I'm so, shooting, shooting. So let me ask you, mm -hmm. um, have you like reached but not out, creep, but not creep shooting. Oh sure. Have you reached out to like a girl and said like, um, yo, when all this is over, like, I really think yes. like, we should. 
like hang out. Yes. Have you done it with a yes. girl you've never hung out with? Uh, yes. Well, not necessarily. I mean, well, here's my real question. Okay. Do you actually plan on following through after? Yes. I don't. I do. <laughs> I feel like I have to. Someone like me has to. You don't, but I, I have, have to. sold uh, some wolf tickets, buddy. Never. <laughs> you will never see me. So uh, you will never see my face. So what do you do? You, uh, you fi- uh, fire festival over here? <laughs> I, boy, I, ooh, I felt bad after because it sounded good at the time. Nah, you're good. Enjoy, enjoy life. <laughs> Be well. <laughs> but no, um. <laughs> So I don't even know if you were like on during this time, but mm-hmm. it did give birth to wrestling Twitter after dark. Um, that was eventually going to happen anyway. Let's be honest. Well, no, no, that, but all of this was eventually going to happen. Yeah. But COVID nineteen sped up the horny. Yeah, exactly. Everywhere, <laughs> like, and, Re- and wrestling was, wrestling Twitter men and women are very horny. It, extremely D- different perspectives though. Wrestling Twitter men. Are horny because you know pretty much wrestling Twitter men they already ha- they have that incel trait already in them. It wrestling is, Twitter uh, women are smart enough to capitalize on that for sure because every single one of them and maybe about twenty percent of them actually look good because I'm gonna uh, talk about that too. No, I, I mean yeah, I, I'm I'm saying that because again I'm not really even though a, a lot of the people that pretty much a lot of people that follow you follow me and they're wrestling Twitter, mm-hmm. you know they're good they're good people. But, let, but let's be honest, mm-hmm. okay? Let's be honest for one minute here, okay? About all of them that have them that you know, look if you're gonna if you're gonna start something up like OnlyFans, fine, who cares? No one cares. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest, about twenty percent of them, if that actually look good. And might actually be like, hmm, you know what? I might be willing to put in my put in my uh credit my debit card digits to get that shit. The so, rest of it, I'm like, yeah. you're definitely capitalizing on these like basement horny <laughs> me- horny men wrestling Twitter incels. But so, I ain't mad at that either. Yeah, I'll say this, and I think this is goes without saying, but mm-hmm. I certainly don't find every single woman attractive, right? True. But um, I'll, I'll tell you something that I'm not gonna say it changed me, but I have a new appreciation for things like an OnlyFans. Uh, my man, my man, is Space King Bobby, um, mm-hmm. who uh, listens to the show. Um, he's a writer with me at Fansided. Like Bobby retweets every sex worker, just all of them. Um, Boy, man. And but he's not because he like wants them. He just that's what he decided he was going to do. And I've seen women who that's a gimmick. I, I like it. Yeah. Women who I, I wouldn't vision. necessarily be interested in, mm-hmm. but boy, I see them likes and them retweets, and I'm like, you know what? Even if they're not for me, there's a market for all of them. Yeah, there's a market for every single one of them. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, do your that's thing. What I'm saying, like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm definitely not knocking it because yeah. I mean, they they know that these that the 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 men, the wrestling Twitter men, very horny, they're very incel. They don't have shit to do. Well, nobody well, has shit to do right well, now. Or, yeah. Or, you know, what are they really spending the money on? Also a good point. They're, they're not going out. Um, so they're going to have money to, to drop on that OnlyFans and bullshit like that. Um, yeah. And what I didn't like was like, but there's two things I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Number one was like, okay, how do I say this without making it about me? <laughs> it's something I'm trying not to do because it's not really about me. But like, there will be like a woman who flirts with me 
And it's specifically with me, right? Oh, I know what you're talking about. And then it's very. But then, like, like so, we'll be joking around, mm-hmm. and I'll then she'll joking. Well, well, okay, but this is my thing now. I know but what you're then, talking about exactly. But I, I don't. It's somebody else. I know who you're thinking. Mm-hmm. But then she'll DM me. She's like, "Look what happened because you and I were joking around." And then it's a DM of somebody asking, "You, you still trying to get some dick?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yo, like you." I don't understand why. One, you know if it's about you. Number two, if she wanted it, she would tell you. Yeah. That's yeah, literally that's how fair. it works. And not just in life. Like, mm-hmm. like to me on Twitter specifically, mm-hmm. if a woman wants something from you of a sexual nature, she'll tell you. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, there's like that Hail Mary you throw. You can always be like caught. you can always be like, hey, like how you doing? Like I, I liked your pictures and this and that. You can have that part of it, but you can't just be like, hey, looking for some dick. Like it doesn't, it's not gonna go your way ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time. Mm-hmm. It's just not. Like we have to be cooler. Yeah. Um I hate how like the bad well, one thing I didn't like, like if on that wrestling Twitter after dark stuff, like if a girl posts something you don't find her attractive, you don't have to tell her. Like you really do not have to tell her. Because somebody likes her. And you telling her that you don't like her is going to prevent the rest of us from seeing her. Just quit hating. No, <laughs> we, I mean, we it's, wanna, it's, no, it's no. hilarious. But no, you but you don't. Like No, 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 I I understand that. I hate, and, and that's and yeah. the point I was getting to. Mm-hmm. That's on stage right there. Is this whole wrestling Twitter after dark, this really benefits men more than anything. Yeah. This really benefits all the scoundrels. We get that, to like, like you know, see stuff. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, a lot I mean, of people like, see yeah. it's like, oh, it's uplifting. No, it ain't uplifting. You're just, you're just, uh, you're, you're, you're bumping the egos. You're, you're giving a plus ten to the egos of all these scoundrels out there. I Congratulations. Just, yeah, I need niggas to show up because even if I don't like it, I kind of want to see it. <laughs> I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of, I like the option of of seeing I'm, women scantily clad. I, I appreciate it. Kind of in the um, the conflict within myself. Mm. Because people you're talking about, like, you know, they're always doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it gets, it look it looks very kind of annoying and stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, maybe, I'm, I might just throw that block and just be like, no, I don't see that. Is this a safe space? Yeah. Is this is South Congress safe? Absolutely. How many women have you sent money during the pandemic? None. Oh, okay. And I'm not going to. If they're an essential worker, I'll buy them lunch. I'll, I'll buy them and their crew lunch. Good on you. But that that's going to be, that's as far as it's going to go. I'm not, I'm not doing the... Only f- I'm not doing any of that, but like, if there's an essential worker, like, there's someone who's like a nurse, and you know, if they got a crew, you know, I'll, I'll send them ten pizzas their way, something like that. Great. All right. So, <laughs> I got away with that one. Um. So I haven't sent any money. Let me ask you this. <laughs> All right. Let's play like a little game. I like games. I'm gonna throw some numbers. Because I'm sure you've sent money. <laughs> okay. And when I throw a number, tell me higher or lower of, of what you sent to women. Okay. $50. Lower. Of course, you cheap ass. 40 <laughs> Yes. Really? It was her birthday. It was her birthday? So it was just one $40 purchase for a birthday gift. For her? For her? <laughs> so you haven't... Okay, now let me ask you... Okay, so you've only sent one person money over this whole time of quarantine. No. So this is above $40 then. Oh, in total? Like how much have yeah, I spent? Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. In total, that's why, that's why I started at 50. So yeah. tell me, higher or lower? Uh, higher? 75. Higher? 90. Higher. 125. Lower? 115. Lower? 110. Lower? 105. That's about it. Next question. This, this is, uh, by the way, guys, you're in for the first South Congress Senate hearing. All right? I'm going to throw another number. This would be of how many women you sent money to. Five. I'm not answering that. You're pleading the fifth? I'm not answering that. You're pleading the fifth right now? I'm... This is an actual court. No. (laughs) Again, like I told the people, this is the Mm -hmm. first South Congress Senate hearing. Answering that Mm -hmm. would incriminate me. Therefore, I will not answer. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the next question. Why do you have more questions? I do. Let's move on. Hold on. Let me get my little papers right here. (laughs) Out of these women, how many of them would be described as milk? Zero. I would never respect me. Now, host. (laughs) We're thinking so hard. Could you tell me the description of the person that you took to prom? To what prom? Our prom. Our prom? The the William Howard Taft High School 2003 prom. Her eyes were green. That's all I have. Would she, is it safe to say she would be described as milk? You can describe a person however you choose to describe them. Would it be safe to say that she might know how to churn butter? None of this is safe. That's my <laughs> point. None of this is safe. It is very safe. Okay, this is no longer about me. <laughs> I've answered enough questions here. I mean, I'm sure I know the answers to everything. But so, if you if you guys want to know the actual answers, subscribe to the Patreon. Cameron, Cameron will go ahead and he'll get that's all the That's where the details come in? Yep, that's oh, where God. the come in. So, okay. Um... Let, let's get to the actual subject matter of this show. Okay. We, you can tell we have not been together in a long time because we nope. just did what we do for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about jobs. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. So like I said, you mm-hmm. and I kind of shut down, quote unquote, at the same time. And that's when everything started to adjust. Why don't you just tell me about, I guess, the week after spring break until right now, job wise. Um don't have to get super detailed, um, but I'll kind of jump in where there's some overlap between the things that we do. I'm sorry, what's it again? Oh my God. He was firing off a tweet. Um, no, so I, just no, talk I'll about. I was shooting my shots, what I was doing. I respect <laughs> it. So let's just talk about, um, yeah, the week after spring break, when mm. we kind of get back into the fold. Yeah, yeah. Um, talk about just, just how your job was affected. Um, the things they had you do, what changed, what might be the same. And I'll just kind of jump in where stuff overlaps between us. It's um, so obviously with me, uh, I'm in education and specifically middle school. Okay. Um, so obviously this affects a lot of kids. Um, and so for the first week we were told, you know, didn't really have anything. And then it wasn't until I would say about maybe Tuesday, they said, Hey, we're going to delay until maybe like until April fifth or sixth whatever okay cool as we're getting to the end of march then it turned then it turned into april 23rd or 24th whatever it was as we're in the middle of april 
about a couple weeks ago, as you know, um, the governor went on and said basically that he's um, ordering that all Texas schools, public and private, be shut down. So we're done for the year. Uh, in that whole time, what we were doing is we were scrambling, for the most part, to kind of contact kids. I mean, low-key, I have not. Um, and so, you know, just see who has stuff and whatnot. But the way I can tell is who's doing the work and who isn't, Okay. Uh, a lot of it too. We transitioned to uh, Google Google Classroom, and basically what we're doing is we're putting assignments up there. The kids are getting it; they're working on it at their own pace, turning it back into us, you know. And so at, at this point, what I'm doing, I'm giving due dates per se, but I'm not taking off late points because I understand some kids may not have access to internet. Some kids may only have limited time. Like we had one student; he was using his own data on his phone. For internet use, and he was running out of data. Like his, he emailed one of the teachers, said, "Hey, look, this is some of my last data. Like, if I don't get to it, this is why." So obviously, we're hooking up a young man with a Chromebook and a hotspot, mm-hmm. so he can have, you know, he. Can- How available are those to the student body? Like, is he the unique case, or if this is the same thing for thirty kids, can they get them? Sixty kids, can they get them? So right now what we're doing is, um, like, like I said, we've gone through the names. What I've also done, too, is created a, a, a form, a tennis form, and I put, you know, hey, if you need a Chromebook, put yes or no. Do you need a hotspot? And so there's some kids that they're like, yes, I need a Chromebook, or yes, I need a hotspot, because, mm-hmm. again, some are using, like, their own data or, you know, whatever. The ones that don't, that's what I'm putting is, like, you know, hey, they didn't respond, and, you know, they haven't turned in work. They need this stuff, so I'm automatically putting their name in. Quiet is kept. Mm-hmm. We just kind of assume that everyone has internet in their house now. Yes, and we're finding out that everybody doesn't. 100%. And and even uh like with one of my students, like she um she messaged me the other day on Google Hangout because uh, at four o'clock I shut down the attendance. Mm-hmm. And so like about four or five, she goes, "Hey sir, You're like you know, please can I fill out the attendance? Like you know, blah, blah blah. I only get like thirty minutes a day to use the internet because my mom has to use it for work and this and this. And what people don't understand, what our our district personnel does not understand, is there are parents that are working from home. Mm-hmm. they may not have the strongest internet. So these parents still got to work from home or, you know, whatnot. So obviously it's going to break in with these kids and they only have access to one computer. So that kid's not able to really use it. So I told her, I said, no, you know what? Like you're good. You know, you did the assignment. I'm not going to hold it against Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. like, like, you know, this ain't for a grade. It's not for whatever. It's just checking to see, hey, who's checking in? Like, don't worry, you're good. Like, you know, basically trying to de- de-stress these kids as much as possible because um, some of it, uh, to be honest, it, it is very overwhelming because uh, in the weeks, we've changed it almost every other week. We have to do this. We have to do that now. And so they want us, like, basically, like my district, they're doing, like, starting from, like, 8 to 4 for hour block. They're having different subjects for each hour block do, like, a live teach. And they're like, oh, the kids have to be here and this and this. But I'm like, okay, but, you know, if these kids are in these live teaches, you know, when do they actually get the time to actually sit down and focus on their work? Like, I do the live teach with the other coaches for one hour, but I, I put on there specifically, hey, only come in here if you have problems, like, you know, with the health assignment or the PE assignment or whatever, athletic assignment. If you have any questions or problems, jump in, ask what it is, we'll answer for you, we'll help you out, and then boom, get out, go work on it, okay? If you have no problems, like, don't don't bother. You're good. Just stay working on your stuff, you know, slowly one at a time. So what I do... I'm keeping it very simple. I know my district wants to do this and that. I said, no, you know what? I'm doing it simple. What I'm going to do, what I do is uh, Monday, I um, 8, 8 a.m., the assignment's uploaded with the worksheet that they can uh, type in their stuff. I give them a copy of the Google Slides of all the notes they need, and I upload a screen recording of me going over the PowerPoint me teaching it. Okay, so I'm like, you know what? That's enough. 
I assign it Monday. Hayes due Friday. I just tell them, work on it slowly. No biggie. But we have people that are trying to... Like right now, if there's anybody in education listening to this, right now is not the time to be educator of the year, to be this teacher of the year, and to be like, oh, look at me, look what we did. This No, right now is not that time because this is new for you, this is new for us, new for the kids, new for the parents. The parents are frustrated. This is the time to keep it as simple as possible. Give them one assignment, maybe one to two pages of reading material, no more than five questions, something really simple that they can finish quick. It's not about, oh, giving them two to three hours of work. No, no, no. Give them something simple to where they understand the material. Standardized testing is canceled for the year. We got what we want. Now we can actually teach. Let's just do it slowly at a time. Like, don't overwhelm the kids. How have those conversations been going between teachers about all of a sudden not having to teach to the test? Are you guys relieved? Um, Does it add additional stress because you're worried about it the next time around? Like, what's the thought about the big test at the end of the year? Um, I, I think right now, honestly, in uh, at least our teachers, they're not really having that conversation. It's I, I think we're more stuck worried on, hey, who needs a Chromebook? Who needs this? Why aren't these kids logging on doing this? And, uh, you know, I'll give an example. So one of the one of I guess she's considered a coworker, you know, she work at my school, but she um, she works at a, um, one of the other schools. And I first met her because she subbed at my campus. She subbed for me, like, subbed for one of the other people. So I worked with her, and I was, you know, just talking or whatever. And so her daughter's in my class. And basically, once all this happened, her and her whole family, they took off to Mexico. They're hanging out. They're chilling. Like, you know, they're out there chilling. And um, I sent an email because one of my APs, he sent out, like, hey, if anybody's talked to the student, let us know. I said, hey, just let you know, this kid's in Mexico. And for those of y'all that, you know, if you're of Latin descent, you know, when people in Mexico, we're not worried about anything. We're just, we're chilling. Like, when we're in Mexico, we are chilling. That's exactly what we're doing. And I tell them, I go, look, they're here. I don't, I go, I remember, I go, she told me they really don't have internet access kind of thing. Like, if she does, she does. If not, like, they're not worried about it. Like, it is what it is. Okay? So, all the other teachers have been bugging, like, calling the number, which I guess is the dad of the kid. And the dad, I guess, called her mom, which is my friend. Basically, I guess, like, bitched her out. I was like, you know, all oh, these teachers keep calling. Like, and my thing is, like, the, and I tell these teachers to go, stop overwhelming these parents. They, mm-hmm. you know, they don't need to be overwhelmed with these phone calls, which is why I don't call. Because they're getting phone calls from their math teacher, their English teacher, their science teacher, their history teacher. You know, this teacher. that Like, we're, don't overwhelm these parents. Like, if they're not doing the work, put, put in whatever. The district knows of who's doing stuff and who isn't. They can send out a letter or, you know what, hey, we notice whatever, come get a Chromebook and a hotspot. Yeah. Keep it simple. Don't just have like four or five people calling every day. Why is your kid doing this stuff? The grades aren't even real. Mm -hmm. Like, we have to put in letter grades, but it's not going to – basically, every kid's going to pass the next level. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, kind of echoing that, you know, on my end, um, again, we had spring break at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, We – did not go back to the office after spring break. We were allowed to sign in and go pick up equipment. Um, and so I had to grab webcam headphones um, because I, what's interesting about what I do is a lot of it is already virtual advising. Like I'll see an in-person student every, I'll see a couple of them a week. 
you know, typically three, four students a week will actually come see me in person. But for the most part, it's all uh, either webcam based or virtual phone based. Um, so the nature of what I did did not change so much. So I pick up the webcam, I pick up the headphones, and I'm working off my personal computer for a week. Then they assign us all laptops um, that have their webcam equipped, and uh, they give us, they basically load a virtual uh, sign-in onto the computer, because everything we do has to be like through the, uh, the campus intranet. So that's all good. We got to... Log in every day, you got to download a phone app that reads your face and gives you a six-digit code that reloads every 30 seconds. Um, and so it's like a bunch of login stuff. But once we're in there, it's basically the same job I've been doing. Now, um, we did have the chance for students to come get iPads and hotspots because they're even college students in a similar situation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Whose, yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. entire internet is based off of, I'm just going to go to campus all day. And use the internet here, then I'm going to go home and do whatever it is I do at home. But but all my work has to be done within this mile or whatever, right? Um, so all the classes went from, even if they were on campus, they ended up switching to online, which is great, except whereas... Middle school teachers, yeah, even though there are old crotchety middle school teachers, mm -hmm. um. Because you're dealing with kids of a certain age, I think you have to be a bit forward thinking. Um, yeah, it definitely your, helps. Your coworkers also <clears throat> tend to skew a bit younger, and so you adapt to what they do a bit faster. Oh yeah, absolutely. College is a different animal. There are old people teaching, <laughs> genuinely <laughs> old, um, and old people who have you know these highest of degrees. Um, so the way that they've been doing it like in that auditorium or in that classroom is the way that they know how to do it. Um, they can be a bit slower to adapt to how things go. So um, some of them have made a very easy transition to online teaching. Some of them, not so much. What we introduced was a pass, no pass system. So let's say a student is, has a C. They had a C before spring break. Okay. Um, and they cannot adjust to the online teaching or it doesn't work with the instructor or I don't know, let's say they had lower than a C um, and weren't doing well. Once they get the grade at the end of the semester, they have the option of taking a pass or a no pass, which won't affect their GPA. Um, it's a way to repeat a class without having a withdraw or a fail count against you. And there are students who are going that route. Thing about it is you have to wait until the grade posts to take the pass, no pass. So there are students who are wildly stressed about everything. Yeah. We're still attending classes. They know that they're not going to keep. Right. Um, and so, you know, a month or actually not quite a month from now, but uh, three, four weeks, three weeks from now mm -hmm. when classes are done, they're going to be like, no, I'm not keeping this. Um which is, I don't think it's the biggest deal in the world. I think that, you know, primarily working at a community college, a good majority of your students are looking to transfer. And so this is something that's been approved by at least all the Texas public schools. And so they're taking this into consideration when students are looking at transferring. So I think it does do them a favor. Like, this is a real adjustment. Here's where things get crazy, though. Mm -hmm. Um who 
would you say, outside of you, of course, the educator, what field would you say is working the hardest during the pandemic? Oh, easily. Um, I would say it. I would say there's two for sure. Okay. And it's not fair to really say who's working harder than the other, but I say these two, mm-hmm. I would say, are working really hard. Mm-hmm. Obviously, your medical field people, like your nurses, your doctors, mm-hmm. for obvious reasons, your grocery store clerks. For sure. For sure. I would, I would say those two in that order. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the medical field. Okay. Whew. I'm not saying this is every Texas public school mm-hmm. or a community college, but for the one that I work for specifically, in order to become a nurse, um, kind of the first class that you have to take is anatomy and physiology. Fuck we, that class. We have a departmental exam that you have to take in order to get into anatomy and physiology. Oh, wow. That's been waived. Mm-hmm. Because there's no on-site testing. Oh, true. Like students yeah. who have to take the standard TSI test to take college-level classes, that's proctored. But because the uh, the departmental exam is something you very much need to do like on-site, that's been waived. Okay. So we're going to have a a class of nursing students. Are not even nursing students, students who aspire to be nursing students taking this test or t- taking the class without taking the test. It scares me a little bit, you know, like I think you can do just fine in the class, but I am, I'm not going to say the most cautious at my job, but I'm super cautious. Like when I have a student who didn't do great in four classes and then they call me and say, Hey, I want to take four classes. I can't tell them no, but I damn near tell them no. I got to tell them straight. Like, okay, I'm looking at your previous semester. You took four classes. Then I don't think that your grades in those classes signify that you should take four classes again. Um, So what we should do is take two classes or at the most three classes. Let's improve there. Once you do well in that, then we can jump back up. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, Because kids have this idea of, Oh, I want to transfer, so I need to take five classes a semester so it looks good on my resume. That's not what looks good on your resume. Colleges don't care about that shit. They no. care about the GPA. That's it. Do well. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about you're how much A's. you can do. It's you're about doing A's and well. B's. That's yeah. all they give a shit. Believe it or not, guys, like here's the secret. How hard you work doesn't matter. Yeah. In the grand scheme of acceptance. Like once you have the job, go all out. But what you need to show them is that you can be successful at what you do. Mm-hmm. Not you can do a bunch. Like yeah. That's not how it works. Yeah. So um, when we get to something like this, we're going to have a bunch of students who have never seen this information, who jump into the class. And ultimately, like there's going to be a bunch of them who just don't do well who have to drop it. Um, and I would much rather them wait. But you can't tell kids to wait. Kids don't understand waiting. You know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we're also going to have this thing where... Let's say a student is accepted into nursing, right? They're actually going to give them the option to defer. Like, they're going to give them the option to defer a semester. Because, think about it. You get into the nursing program, but you can't do anything hands-on. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, a lot of it is hands-on, you're right. Yeah, and, and I think that, like, I would understand a student not wanting to go through, because... Let's be honest here. 
optimistically, mm-hmm. you and I are going to be doing our jobs on a campus in the fall. It might not happen. Like, we don't know how serious this thing is. And even if it does happen, like, there's no guarantee, especially on my end, there's no guarantee that every campus is going to be open. You know, like, they might not want that many people, like, on site. It could be a situation where I'm sitting in my office and there's nobody in the building other than people who work there. Like, there are a bunch of different ways this can go. So they give them the option to defer. Um, I don't know if they've even figured out exactly how what that's going to do on the back end. Because like any other program you have to be accepted into, it's a limited number of people you're going to let do it. Right? So, yeah, that's... Um, I think that they are handling it the only way that you can handle it. But I like them giving students the option of, of slowing down. Um. Yeah, because like I said, right now it, it it is the time to kind of slow things down and just take it easy, take your time, make sure you understand. Don't rush. Like, like I, I hate this, and this is the only thing. Like you know, where I disagree with some of my colleagues is they they want to oh well let's give them like you know because I know some people like like they're gonna like these long ass assignments and I'm like no like give them something really short so they can understand and match that material. Don't don't over because everybody's fucking doing that. Like, you know, a lot, a lot of my colleagues that they just, they literally feed off of one another. So one person does, Oh, okay. I'm gonna do it too. And I'm like, fuck that. So like with me, I just upload, you know, boom, boom, boom. Here you go. Here's like two, three, four questions at max. And you know, we're done. We're good. You know, solid. Like the assignments I post can literally be done in under 10 minutes. Okay. And you, you know, and it's crazy too, you know, just going, you know, backtracking back to all this stuff with the schools is now we're finding out that our job isn't so easy after all buddy let me tell you <laughs> okay so and you, when i say this i'm not trying to rub it in anybody's face to be arrogant about it but no 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 no. yeah yeah um boy i and, and you can tell this mm-hmm. better than i can but mm-hmm. these parents have no idea Who's growing up in their houses? Do they? No, no they do not. <laughs> they don't know these kids at and, all. And you, and you know, like I, said, I hate to say it, and if you if you get offended by this statement, it's because you fall on this side of the fence. <laughs> but a lot of these parents don't know these kids. They yeah. don't pay attention to them. They literally say, "Here, kid, here's a here's a here's an iPhone. Here's a video game. Shut up. Leave me alone." Mm-hmm. That's what a majority, like a good a good or a good amount of these parents today. That's how they are. Like the, the people that are our age, and I'm kind of thinking, like, what the hell happened to us? Like, you know, we weren't, you know, for the most part, like, you know, we weren't really like that, you know. But uh, I understand, you know, people grow up different ways. You know, I understand that. But it's like, you know, you would think if you grew up in a fucked up situation, you'd want to change that to make sure your offspring doesn't go through the same. But we're seeing that a lot of these parents don't, like you said, they don't know their kids. They don't know how to work with their kids. Their kids are getting frustrated. They're getting frustrated. And it's getting to the point a lot. Like there was a, like the news ran an article about uh, this family over in, uh, I think it was in Quero. Mm-hmm. And basically uh, the, the parent of this kid, um, you know, it was like special needs. And so nonverbal. Mm-hmm. So the district was like, hey, we're going to give you this speech pad thing that helps you to do this stuff, we'll give you training. Like we'll work with you. Show and the mom was like, "No, I'm just letting you know we're not. There's no more uh, at home uh, homeschool stuff going on. We're in survival mode. Literally left at that. But you know, when we're in school, hey, you're not doing enough for my kid. You're not. You're not teaching them right. Mm-hmm. You're not following this. You're not following the IEPs and this and this. And now the parents who are supposed to know their kids in and out, 
and are supposed to know everything about their kids. And now they're starting to refuse to kind of work with their kids. They're trying to use the, the scapegoat thing of survival mode mm-hmm. to not work with their kids and to basically just say, nah, fuck it. We're not doing the school thing anymore because these parents do know that all these kids are going to pass the next level no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no true grade anymore. There's no standardized testing. There's nothing to hold these kids back. And even if the, the kids that don't have internet and don't get stuff, they're going to they're gonna get mail packets. Yeah. So, but I mean, like I said, it's crazy. Like, you know, so what I do, what we're required to do is we have to take, I guess, attendance every day. So I create a, a Google form and just put like, you know, first things like first name, last name. Next one is class period. What do you have me for? And then I get like some stupid questions. Like when, like I took some screenshots. One of them said, hey, are you doing chores now that you're at home all the time? Got a bunch of yeses. Another one said, hey, what do you think I did yesterday? Answer choices were play video games, watched martial arts movies all day, shared my Big Mac with a random mountain lion, waited anxiously to grade your assignments. Majority of my kids chose uh, video games. Uh, there was a sum in there that said I was waiting to grade assignments. Like, yeah, kid, you don't know me. There's some that said that, that I actually... Shared my Big Mac with the mountain lion. I'm like, okay, you definitely don't know me because there's a mountain lion. I'm going inside. Yeah. Unless I have a gun, then you know I might shoot the fucker. But this is not Red Dead. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, you know, if I do, I'll make sure to you know, hit him in the ass so I can get the pelt. So get that legendary pelt. But I mean, like, you know, and I'm also putting questions like, you know, hey, like, how much do you appreciate school now? And like a lot of our answers, are like, oh, I appreciate it so much more. I miss school and. Mm-hmm. You know, I want like now we're getting a lot of kids like, you know, they're saying, like, I want to be in school and I want this. And a lot of it, it may not be necessarily that they miss being with the teachers, per se. I social think, interaction. I, I, yes, the so, exactly. The social interaction. They, they miss being around their friends, you know, having lunch with their friends, the breakfast and that lunch interaction, um, the extracurricular. Kids actually like structure. Yes. Like that's like I, I always thought that. You know, when they told us stuff like that when we were kids, like yeah. like like kids appreciate structure. I was like, no, they don't. Kids want to sit around and watch Rugrats all day. No, they don't. No. They want to do that for about two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> that's wanna, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like th- this is what they've been bitching about. Like these kids, like, you know, I don't, don't want to do nothing. Well, okay, you're getting it. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like thing, like, you know, how much paradise, too much paradise kind of thing. Like now now they're getting what they want and they're realizing, hey, the same is fun. Even though for the record, I'm having a fucking grand time. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I post the assignments. I wake up about maybe 9 o'clock, you know, eat some cereal, play some ESO for a little bit, get off about 10.50, then about uh, then I'll comb my hair, put on a hat, you know, get dressed, do the live teach from like uh, 11 to noon, and then after that, you know, I'll check my computer every hour, do some grades. But for the whole time, I'm playing video games, I'm just walking around the neighborhood and running errands on my knee, like, I'm loving it, like, I'm like... Pfft. You're going to pay me to sit, you know, you're going to pay me to do this. Yeah, fuck yeah, I'll do this. Like, you know, but but I also think now is we're starting to, on a more serious note, we're starting to see more appreciation in certain jobs. We're seeing more appreciation in the fast food industry. For sure. Because they're that, still that, open. That $15 an hour thing has died and hopefully never comes back. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're definitely earning their shot. Like, what I've noticed, my, my mom made this comment too the other day, and I was like, you know, you're right. Like, you know, for the most part, we've been doing our part, what we can to eat out, you know, every so often, mm-hmm. you know, to still help business, whatever. For sure. And um, my mom was like, you know, I noticed like fast food tastes so much better now. But and a lot of it is, yeah, the quality of it is that, you know, because now people are able to now everybody's focused that there's no dining room. Everybody's able to focus on the food. Mm. Yeah, it tastes a lot better. Like we have Whataburger. It, that shit was like immaculate. 
Like, no, I mean, Whataburger is Whataburger. It's pretty damn good. But the other day, recently, it's been immaculate. Like, it's been godsend kind of shit. Calling Whataburger immaculate is nuts. No, but I'm being dead serious. <laughs> but, like, you know, I mean, Whataburger is already damn good as it is. But the way it's been tasting late, I'm like, oh, my goodness, Bush's Chicken mm-hmm. has been hitting hard. Like, you know, hell, they've been throwing, like, the guys will be like, yeah, I'm throwing some extra tenders for you, you know, man, hook you up. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I appreciate it. Like, you know, we're seeing a lot of appreciation from the workers to the consumers. They've been very nice. You know, and yeah. consumers, you know, to and like I said, you know, a lot of it, I think, has to do with, I, I don't know necessarily, like, I don't sound like an asshole, but I don't know if it's it was kind of like, you know, they're just... Like I want to make sure I have my job, you know, kind of thing. I think a lot of I it, think some of that's there. I think some of that's sure. there. I think, but I think a lot more is like you know, people. This whole virus is making people come together. Yeah. And kind of like you know, not be so much of a dick to each other, you know, kind of thing. And so I, I just think we're seeing a lot of appreciation for certain professions. Obviously, in the medical field, there's always appreciation there. Obviously, there's so much more now. Yeah. I think we're going to see a lot more appreciation with education with teachers. I I I, I feel and I hope that. A lot of these student teacher conferences, these parent teacher conferences, are going to go so much more smoother now because now these parents are understanding what they have, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. And I, I feel like when this is all over, if you know, when and if we do get to normalcy, like we're going to see a, I hopefully, a change in attitude from everybody all around. Yeah, you know, you have because you know you have those teachers that are. Oh, we miss you. We want to get back in school, and I'm like, speak for yourself, you know, kind of <laughs> thing, but. You know, I mean, I mean, like I said, the kids are good, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not dying to get back. You know, well, one, I'll make sure this whole virus is gone. I'm not trying to fuck around and get a stroke or, you know, lose my lungs and shit. But fuck that. But I would like you to still have your lungs. Exactly. Makes you it know? easier to podcast. You know, like I said, exactly. And, you know, I want to make sure everybody's safe. You know, we do it in a safe matter. You know, when it's safe to go, when everything's good, if there's a vaccine, hopefully, whatever, like, man, yeah, let's get back in the class. But I think we're just going to see a whole lot of appreciation with, uh, with a lot of professions and, uh, you know, things like that. So, I mean... Hopefully, if not, then you know, and we're also going to see which business, businesses really care about the workers and who they don't give a fuck. Specifically, you, Jim's, Jim's in San Antonio. Fuck you, <laughs> piece of shit. I will never eat your food again. Oh, you meant fuck. Jim's like the restaurant? Yes. Oh yeah, Jim's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They didn't take care of their people. No, fired fired everybody via a postcard. Yeah, they, they could have stayed open. They could have kept the kitchens open and running and just done the. What like IHOP and everybody else is doing, like curbside, they could have done that, but they decided not to. Fuck gyms. Yeah. How did it make you feel when you found out everybody in America was actually broke? It made me laugh. I I was stunned. Like everybody's broke. How are the airlines broke? Like they charge us so much money to go down the street. Because they're broke. Because what's happening is they're paying all their CEOs a crap ton of money that they haven't earned. And all these, bo- these bonuses, all this bullshit. And what does that circle us back around to? This is why I used to get mad at people for having those stupid conversations about fast food employees and how much money they made and how hard their job was. Because the CEO's job is not hard. No. He's never flipped a burger. He don't be in there all hours of the night sweating over the fries. He just sits at home and gets paid a crazy amount of money. That if he took a little bit less, could go to those workers. We wouldn't even be having this conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Um, my job has gotten exponentially harder. And here's why. <laughs> All of a sudden, like, there are checks and balances. So think about what I do. Like I am I'm an advisor. Primarily, my students are what we call distance learning or take online classes, right? My department is only as old as, what, two years? Like, I was the first person hired in the department. Um, So this was like a pilot program. Um, 
it was me and one other guy. He went off to be a firefighter. And so it was just me for a while. And then all of a sudden, I got a supervisor and two more people, right? Yeah. Um, but like, even though they're a bunch of online students, like our job was, I don't know, experimental, for lack of a better way of saying it. All of a sudden, there are no on-campus courses. So my team of four people that's been doing this job are all of a sudden the experts to 70 people. Because we've been doing the job the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so now we're working on getting all the the campus advisors who only see people in person. We're helping them figure out how to do their jobs. And it is taxing. <laughs> like, like it's, it's the craziest role reversal, right? Yeah. So now we're teaching them how to use the WebEx for appointments. How to use Jabber to call students. The frequency of an email conversation, talking to students in bold chat. Like we're teaching them all this and not even just teaching them, but we're waiting for them to figure it out. So in the meantime, we're doing it like we're talking to their students about things. So on a Monday. So your workloads increase pretty much on a Monday. uh, That's my day for emails, right? Yeah. What's wrong with being on emails on Monday? There's nobody on emails Saturday and Sunday. So I walk into the virtual office, about 60 emails deep. Um, (laughs) And I have to, and and here's the tricky part. So I have to answer each email, but I also have to make sure that I tag our email in it so that it can be recorded, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And and granted, my team is great. Like when when it's too much, they absolutely help me. But um, so there's that. I'm on emails. I'm still taking calls all day from students. Chances are I'm going to have two or three appointments that day. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, I'm going to have appointments and I'm talking to students Fridays. I go to work at nine instead of eight. I'm on the phone for three hours. And then for the next six hours from 12 to six, I'm on chat with students. I might've had, I don't know, 11, 12 chats in that six hour period. Each of them lasting about 15 minutes. Have to give every student the option of being on video. You can see me right now. They have to look at this. So I try to like talk them out of like video. Like we can just do chat if you want. Like I didn't specify what I wanted to do, but I do that. Can you turn um, off your camera if you do the the video chat? Yeah, I don't have to. Well, on for appointments I can, but for the chat I cannot. So that's just the nature of the beast. Better wear a hat or a rag or something. For every student that I have an appointment with, mm-hmm. I have to log them into um, our online tracking system. Um, then at the end of the appointment. I have to email them what we talked about during the appointment and log that, right? Now, this is not even me talking about how during the appointments, I'm either helping them figure out classes, I'm changing a major, I'm calculating GPAs, um, I'm evaluating their transfer credits, every appointment, Yeah. right? Um, so right now, like I wasn't on emails on Friday, right? Right now, I have 81 emails in the email. Holy crap! You got to get to that on Monday. Yeah. So, my, and I'm and guys, when I'm telling you how hard my job is, I absolutely appreciate doing it. And this is really what I wanted to say. So I'm working harder. You're doing a different type of work, but you also acknowledge that it's different. And and parents are at least respecting you enough to know that you do work. Mm-hmm. Okay. With all this said, you and I are sitting around doing our jobs. There's nowhere to spend money. What's the first thing you're going to buy when we come out of quarantine? Some shoes and mimosas. I. Right. 
Go ahead. I've talked myself out of buying the Fire Red Jordan 3s about four times. <laughs> I think I might pull the trigger right now. They look so good. They're yeah. only 140. It looks so good. Well, no. It links you to StockX. You oh, okay. It. And so here's the thing. I thought now, it was Amazon. Okay, no, so it's no, StockX. No. So here's the thing. Oh, uh, did it shoot up already? Okay. So, the, <laughs> okay. So, because so I, yeah, the ones, the one, I, I've been seeing them. The ones that I want say uh, also shy on them. For mine, the ones that I want to say shy, they're 245. For mine, oh, my size. They look so good with the shy on the back yes. of the black. Yes. Oh. The, the ones you're looking at. I'm sorry. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I can't. Well, I can't get the ones that don't say shy. If you get the ones that do, they're 160. <sighs> that shy on the back looks good. Yes. The Nike Air looks good too, but yeah. still. Oh, uh, okay. But here's the thing, because I, I was, you know, because I want nobody robbing me. If you mm. try to, we gonna fight. But you know, my stimulus check already dropped. Yeah, for I sure. got it. I mean, everybody's did, but okay. Yeah, but there's some people that haven't yet. Well, that's because they fucking file their taxes by Pony Express. But yeah. <laughs> well, even the ones that had to pay. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I was thinking about, okay, I, you know, remember I told you, like, I need to get some shoes with this shirt. Mm-hmm. Prices on StockX. Because so, then checks hit. Yep. Yep. They're like, you, like we know you got it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm going to wait. I think I'm going to wait till probably like, the mm-hmm. fall. When a lot of this bullshit's over, so the prices drop, and then I'm gonna buy some shoes. I'm gonna not send a woman money. I may or may not <laughs> go to a place and <laughs> maybe toss some ones. Oh my god! I, I feel like I feel like oh. I, I owe it to myself. I feel like we should go. We we do have to find a responsible way to celebrate coming out of this. Well, like I said, I talked about. And by responsible, I mean super irresponsible and gross. Okay, then. We can go to, that, we can go, we can go to what I was just talking about right now. But I also felt like, you know, on a serious note, mm-hmm. like I was saying, like, you know, since for those who don't know, Cam and I are moving in together. Yeah. So we're going to have the SK house. It so sounds nasty. The there's be a whole house. bunch of debauchery and everything going on. Yeah. And so one of the things I've said was that when all this is over and, you know, either it's either there's a vaccine or just you know, a lot of it disappeared, whatever. We throw like a, like a, a little get, a little nice get together at the place. But I was telling Cam, the catch was only playing music produced by Babyface and Teddy Riley because wow, their catalog is fantastic. Yeah. It's a lot of good music. Yes. Um, and we're not wearing pajamas though. It, exactly. Yeah. No, I feel like, you know, I feel like we, we should need, dress like the 90s, though. Yes. I'm saying, you know, something like that. Jersey. Yeah. You know, or just like, you know, the, the big, the big long sleeve shirts and everything, the like purple pants and shit and some black loafers or something. I was happy to have you back on the show this week. I was very happy to be back here. Guys, um, next week, um, I believe if things hold up, I actually have somebody who works in the medical field. Oh, um, so that should be a fun conversation. Yeah. Um, and it's more medical equipment, which is oh yeah, yeah. That's I very think important. I think that'll be fun. So. Oh, absolutely. But we'll get there. Um, but no, thank you so much for being available this week. Yeah, absolutely. I ain't doing um, shit this whole time. There we go. So so hopefully, uh, it's not another month before we get to do this again. Mm-hmm. It's the South Congress podcast, episode one hundred and seven. My name is Cameron, and it's me. And we're out. Bye. Want to support the show? Want a specific topic, comment, show, or movie discuss? Supporting the South Congress podcast on Patreon allows you to dictate the conversation. Visit patreon.com slash Seahawk for details on how you can support and guide the show.